Despite the best efforts of Parliament's Speaker to explain exactly why defecting MP Mika Whaiteri still has a job, some of us are more confused than ever about the tangled web of rules, laws and standing orders that have come into play. Bottom line, though, Adrian Rudafe is adamant the former Labour MP has not ticked all the legal boxes to vacate her electorate seat, so she's allowed to stay on in Parliament as an independent in cosy proximity to Te Pāti Māori. And the Speaker is refusing to release any correspondence between them. Confused much? Well, Otago University Law Professor Andrew Geddes is here to illuminate us all. Hi, Andrew. Yeah, kia ora. Making no promises here, Lisa. I'll do my best. <laughs> yeah, why is it so complicated, please? Well, it, I think it's complicated because there's actually two separate sets of rules uh, running side by side here. The first set is the Electoral Act rules, which are law, statute law, which govern when a MP who leaves their party also vacates their seat, loses their seat in Parliament. Then alongside those are the sort of standing orders, Parliament's own internal rules, which govern how MPs are going to be treated for internal parliamentary purposes uh, and uh, um, and uh, internal uh, processes of the House. And those two things have led to two different outcomes. And I think that's what's causing all the confusion. So what's top of the pecking order in terms of those rules and laws? Well, obviously statute law is because statute is law. It's like the, the law of the land. And what it says is in order for an MP to vacate their seat, they have to send a notice to the Speaker telling the Speaker that they've either quit a party or that they want to be an independent or a member of another party. And what the Speaker has basically determined is that notice has to be incredibly specific. It basically has to say something along the lines of, I have quit my party or I want to be an independent. And because the MPs' communications here didn't meet that, it basically simply said, I'm going to start voting against my party, or aside from my party, it didn't meet the legal requirements to vacate the seat. So that's why she gets to remain an MP. That's the way the Speaker is interpreting the law. Yeah, I'm interested. He keeps saying repeatedly that he doesn't have a letter, right? There's no letter, no correspondence. Does an email count as a letter under this law? What makes it a letter? Does it have to have an actual signature? Is it okay to have your email stamp on it? I mean, where is the line in the sand here? Yeah, I mean, I think those things might be slight red herrings. Um, and, I mean, they're, they're probably important, but I don't think that's the issue here. It really seems to hinge on the speaker saying, look the content of any communications from the MP didn't specifically enough say, I have resigned from Labour or I want to be an independent. And unless it's got those almost magic words in the communication, it doesn't meet the purpose of the, the requirements of the Act. That's the way the Speaker's interpreting this. So by design or sheer good luck, Mika Whaiteri has managed to extricate herself from Labour and remain as an MP. And we can't know whether it was intentional or not at this point, but she seems to be the only person who has the power to to make it so one way or the other. Is that right? Uh, sorry, would you say the power to make it one way or the other? Well, uh, well the, to, to expressly state her intentions. So uh, she seems to have a bob each way at the moment in oh, the sense that she's publicly yeah. stated that goodbye Labour Party, I'm done yeah. with you, but at the same time has not been so explicit in her correspondence with the Speaker. So is, mm -hmm. that, a, is that a tenable position? 
Well, you know, it's a certainly a very cute position, put it that way. I mean, she was very sort of forthright in her press conference, bravely saying, I have told the Speaker I have, you know, left Labour and I'm now a party member of the party. And then when she went to the Speaker, she was far more circumspect and basically just said, oh, just to let you know, Labour can't cast my vote anymore and I'm going to be sitting apart from them. So it's, it's a case of, you know, doing one thing in public and then doing another thing sort of behind the scenes. Second, the other thing to note is that you know, she voted for the party hopping law that she voted that that should be the law of the land. And then when she decided she herself wanted to leave her party, she seems to have found this very, by luck or good design, this way around the rules that she voted should apply in a way that allows her to remain an MP but also get recognised as being an independent. She gets to have her cake and eat it too, even though she voted for law that said this shouldn't happen. You know, go figure. So under this scenario, she is not a member of Labour or just not recognised as a Labour MP? As far as the Speaker is concerned, for internal parliamentary purposes, she is now an independent MP because the Speaker says when it comes to standing orders and applying the internal rules of the House, I will take a much looser view of things, a much more pragmatic, actually, what is happening on the ground view of things, recognise that she's basically no longer with Labour, and so recognise her an independent understanding orders, which are a different set of rules to the statute that governs whether she can be an MP or not. Different rules are applied in different ways in the Speaker's eyes. So, to apply any real scrutiny to this, presumably we need to see exactly what Mika Whaitiri has said to the Speaker. Um, do you believe that the advice he has received and the correspondence he has had with Mika Whaitiri um, and or Te Pāti Māori should, should be released publicly? Well, I, I do. Now, I know the Speaker said, no, no, I can't possibly do that because MPs, you know, get in touch with me in confidence about things all the time. And, you know, I couldn't possibly let the public know what MPs are saying to me. That's generally true. Like if an MP writes to the Speaker about their cancer diagnosis or something along those lines, yeah, sure, that should remain private. But this is a bit different. This is actually, you know, I use the word constitutional advisedly because that's a heavy word, but it is. Right? It's the question as to whether this person has a right to remain as an elected MP in our parliament in a legal sense. And that's something that I think overrides any idea that there should be a conf- you know, confidence or sort of secrecy about the speaker's ability to talk. But, you know, this is a public thing that is incredibly important, public consequences. And for an MP to kind of go, oh, no, 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 it's all secret, quiet, confidential, I just don't think that's tenable. I think the speaker should release it. But if he won't, and you can't force him, then the MP definitely should. Really appreciate your time, Andrew. Thank you for joining us. That's Andrew Geddes, who's an Otago University law professor there. The government has rolled out its long-awaited 